You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Welcome to the Veeam Partner Perspectives podcast. I'm Eric Doherty. Joining me today is Dan Lineback, Senior Solutions Architect at Red Hat. Dan, thanks for being here today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Red Hat? Thanks, Eric. Yeah, my background is has been traditionally been in the data center and Azure cloud space. I came from the VAR industry, so I spent probably 17 years there as doing all of those roles that, that really develop you into kind of the senior solution architect role. So I was a pre-sales engineer. I was a delivery guy. I delivered all the traditional platforms, uh, hardware, networking, storage, and then Probably the last couple of years, I evolved into cloud. Back in April of uh, 2020, I jumped over to Red Hat. So really extensive experience in the data center and cloud space, uh, really helping customers move and migrate those workloads and do some of those application modernization projects. That's been my, huh. my focus. That's cool. And honestly, you know, cloud, I mean, everybody... If you're not looking into any sort of cloud pr- part of your career, I think you're missing out right now or, or you know, so it's Agree. Yeah. what I hear the evolution, similar evolution to mine, you know, data center products, you know, desktop data center, you know, cloud workloads, virtualization, all kinds of different, you know, and then it just branches from there. So it's uh, yeah, and I know, think a healthy I think, evolution of everything. <laughs> right. And I think the cloud conversation, sometimes people get, locked up on cloud as being only, you know, your traditional hyperscalers. And really cloud to me is more about focusing on how you can have that cloud-like experience, whether you're using your on-premise infrastructure or maybe you're doing a hybrid infrastructure. In either of those cases, you just want to have your infrastructure to be able to respond in the same way that the hyperscalers can give you that on-demand experience. And whether that's in provisioning workloads, managing those workloads, or uh, backing up those workloads. So all of those things together really try to give that cloud native experience, regardless of where that workload is, is located. Yeah, I can uh, totally appreciate that. The, you know, it's interesting too, um, you know, because you, you, I, I just had that same conversation with Dustin Albertson about, you know, cloud, you know, let's, let's get the right definition of cloud. Um, and I thought that was, I thought it was funny. You said almost the exact same thing that the cloud doesn't mean public cloud. It means so many more things. So, so tell me, you know, in the, in the world of Red Hat, you know, what does cloud mean and what sets Red Hat apart from the competition in the, you know, the Linux distributions and things like that? So what makes you the, uh, the, the one to go with? Well, so kind of that's a, that's a loaded question. So <laughs> let me address our version of the hybrid cloud. And, and really, we've been doing that. We've had that as a vision and we've been working towards that vision as a company for over 10 years. So when you think about, uh, and I'll bring that back to specifically, because you know we will focus on Red Hat Enterprise Linux, which is our flagship operating system, right? But with our hybrid cloud vision, what we're really trying to do is say, regardless of where you're running that workload, we want that experience to be exactly the same with that workload. 
the way you manage it, the way you maintain it, the way you provision it, all of those things that you use to really have that business and development, um, DevOps, security, all of those things wrapped together. The experience is the same. You have the management platform and the tools to manage all those workloads and manage it exactly the same, regardless of whether it's in that private cloud, public cloud, on-prem, or in the edge, because we see a lot of edge use cases. So that's that's kind of our vision and what we've been doing. And I, we see the market adopting what our vision was and has been for the last 10 years. And you see the hyperscalers, you see you see serv- the big service industry players, they're going in and they're, they're adopting that same messaging. So I feel like we've had this messaging, we're ahead of the game and um, really, bringing it back to Red Hat Enterprise Linux, you know, our flagship operating system, that's the great thing about it. You, If you deploy it in all these different environments, it looks and manages exactly the same. It has the same security footprint. It has the same, you can manage that. Um, for example, as we know, not everybody is going to be x86, right? We, right? we have power out there. We have little Indian, we have big Indian. So, runs on power. It runs on top of IBM mainframe with our Linux one. So on Z platform 13 and above, it runs on ARM. So in, and we're certified in all of the major hyperscalers. So we work with the hyperscalers and it's one of the number one deployed Linux distributions that you'll find from a subscription point of view that's deployed in the hyperscalers. So really, um, it's an open source project, you know, comes from Fedora that we've taken and we've, we basically, we, we look at that and we look at the, we look at the, the overall distribution. We say, okay, what do we need to do to harden this thing, secure it, give it a life cycle, make it supportable, and then turn it around and give it to a business so that they can depend on that and have site reliability engineering and and a security response team and know that we're doing all the things to basically help them meet their SLOs for their business. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because you even said, I think some of the, the key words that more and more people are worrying about as you go, especially the last few years, and that's the security and hardening along with that consistency. And I think that, you know, that story uh, if you can tell us a little bit more about that, I think that's something that just speaks to everyone. Obviously, you know, we talk about hardened Linux repositories a lot, but you have so much more than just what our Linux repository can provide. So tell, tell us a little bit about that kind of security that's in the uh, the Linux, op, uh, I'm sorry, the Red Hat operating system. Well, if you go back, <clears throat> so security is, is a huge focus for us as a company, and it has been. Ever since probably our release four, it was part of our it was part of our everyday vernacular that security would be part of um, of everything that we do with that operating system. That was that was in the probably the two thousand five uh, timeframe that we actually started implementing security as, as part of a corporate initiative for everything that we do with that operating system. So it's built into all of our engineering. So if you fast forward now, if you think about it, 
we can take and with a single command with SE Linux, we can secure and harden that operating system. By the nature of of Linux, you know, when you start talking about things like namespaces and cspaces and how the kernel and the separation and PIDs and all of those things that go into how you uh, isolate workloads, we've been doing that forever. Um, and, and we're doing that in some kind of new and exciting ways. Like we've actually already, you know, because quantum computing is coming on, right? And we've actually built in quantum tagging so that we're already trying to predict in the future um, what people are doing and what they're trying to do to um, break our operating system. So we have a lot of different ways to secure that operating system. I mean, we have certifications, we have NIST certifications, we have CGIS. I mean, we have lots of government certifications, MIL. We participate in the MIL OSS um, user groups. So um, it's really, it's a focus that we are very laser, you know, aligned to uh, on this operating system. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> and that's great to hear. And I mean, it's, it's now it's, you know, built with security in mind, which makes it a great platform for our Linux hardened repositories and for the other components of our solution that can live on Linux distros. Um, so, you're familiar with the with what we can do with the hardened Linux repository. So it sounds like given what you've done to create the hardening capabilities, it would actually be possibly easier to make a hardened repository on Red Hat than it may on some other distros out there. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I'll, I'll kind of throw in a couple other things. So obviously, <clears throat> here's here's kind of some things that will help some of your listeners. So first of all, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to use one of the other distros, you know, one of the free distros, right? And that's great, but they go, because, well, I got to pay for Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Well, actually, for those people that want to get their feet wet and get into it, we actually offer a developer's uh, subscription that gives you access to 16 free instances that you can use on physical, virtual, or cloud instances. And so... That's a way for you to kind of um, some of the things that we talk about here about this hardened repository. If you want to go out and, and test and develop and and really, um, you know, validate what we're saying, you have the ability to do that with a no cost edition of this. Now, it's not supposed to be used for production, right? It's for basically individual users, not for corporate users. Sure. But um, it is the it is a way to kind of get in there and, and start working with that. Well, that's a great that's a great combination with our NFR licensing because most of our partners have some sort of a lab environment, <clears throat> whether they have it in their uh, you know in a home lab or in the company's lab. Um, this would be a great addition to it to to test a lot of different features because not only do we have the hardened repository, but we just are coming out with the ability to do hypervisor level backup within Red Hat. So I think you know taking advantage of that opportunity to build yourself a little environment so that you can become more familiar with these components is absolutely valuable. Yeah. So tell yeah. me, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I agree. Yeah. I agree that, um, you know, that that's what really, you know, I did Veeam uh, for a lot of customers when I was with my old company. And when I saw the version 11 came out and I saw that, you know, there was a hard Linux repository that really 
got me interested. And I jumped in and said, Hey, let, let me see how hard this is or what I need to do. Um, you know, because as we know, you know, traditionally those repositories are running on NAS or windows machines. Right. So it's like, well, how hard is this? How hard, uh, you know, is it a Veeam problem? Is it a Red Hat problem? And the reality is, is very small um, set of skill sets are required. You know, we have a GUI set up for RHEL, so it makes it super easy. It's very quick to install, set up, and then you would um, you would license that or or with the subscript. We call it a subscription because we don't do a license, but you would entitle it and um, once it's entitled, you get all the updates, you get the, everything that you need, the patches, the CVs, et cetera. And it'll actually be up to date at time of deployment. It's not like you have to go back afterwards and say, oh, like a Windows machine. Now I got to go right. and run through two hours of updates. <laughs> yeah. So out of the box, it's already going to be deployed and up to date. So that's that the first great thing. That's beautiful. So it's it's secure before you even think of putting it on the yeah, wire. absolutely. As having to put it on the wire to get it secure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other, you know, some of the other things that people forget about is, is you, you have all this different hardware that's sitting out there. You have all these different clouds. You have all these different environments where nothing looks the same and you don't want to be bound or vendor locked in. So if your favorite cloud today is AWS and tomorrow it's Azure, great. Red Hat Enterprise Linux is going to work exactly the same and manage and do all the same stuff that you're doing. And if you've deployed it on your HPE hardware or you've deployed it on your Lenovo hardware or you deployed it on your Dell hardware, Supermicro, that's part of the value of, of what we do is, is that we have this huge ecosystem of partners that certify um, our solutions on their hardware, software, and cloud platforms. So that's really a, a big benefit for customers. Yeah, I, I, I don't, people need to not, when you told me about earlier about the, being on the mainframe as well, because I, I run it on um, x86 and I have it running on ARM on, on Raspberry Pis, um, actually virtualized inside of Raspberry Pis with running VMware for uh, ARM, the ARM fling, and, and then I run it inside of that. But it's the same OS. If you know it one place, you know it, you know it the rest of the places. That's, that's huge. That's right. And part of uh, something that really, I think, differentiates us from some of the other Linux distros. So kind of, uh, I did a lot of man services support in my previous lifetime. And part of the problems that we'd run into with large environments, and especially with the backup environments, was... During the day, you have, you know, everybody's doing everything and you typically, um, you might be running your backups, you know, kicking them off, you know, after business hours, right? You know, it just depends on, you know, the, the workload and what the SLA around that machine is or what that workload is, right, or application. And so now you throw all of this workload at this backup environment. And so it's running and churning all night long. Well, what happens... Um, you know, and those are pretty much 24 seven for these big shops, right? So what do you, what do you do if you need to deploy, you know, deploy a windows patch? It's probably going to be a reboot, right? So uh, yeah, if what you might get away a couple of weeks without doing it, but eventually it's going to be big enough to require that reboot. 
Yeah. And in this day and age, really organizations can't, they can't wait weeks for a window to do that reboot. And then it could be, you know, it could be quite a, a quite a bit of time. So with, with Red Hat Enterprise Linux, you have the ability to, you know, you have the ability to live patch a lot of these vulnerabilities without having to take a reboot. And then there will be times where you will have a reboot, but very rarely. So they've really done a good job of trying to minimize or reduce the impact to operations. And so that's kind of another advantage that you have because switching over to a Linux hardened repository versus a Windows repository is kind of giving, it's giving you the option to have a, a, probably a bigger uptime than you would with say one of the traditional Windows platforms. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, as, as we've all seen and even Microsoft and I don't, I'm not, you know, bashing on them because I used to work there and uh, have made, made quite a bit of my career supporting their products, but um, there is a lot of surface there, no pun intended with Microsoft surface, but there's a lot of surface to attack there that is tricky to shut off, even on a server. Uh, even, even, you know, you get to core server and that's still difficult sometimes to get everything locked in the way that you need it. Uh, that there's just an advantage an inherent advantage to running something like Red Hat. Yeah. The, the other, the other part that I wanted to mention, and by the way, it comes with the developer subscription. We have what's called Red Hat Insights. And so now you have this, um, predictive analytic tool that basically we have a, a SaaS cloud platform. It's all encrypted in transit, in storage. So TLS 1.2 in transit, and then storage is um, encrypted. And where you can go in and take your Linux machines, your RHEL Linux machines, and actually look at a dashboard, see your security vulnerabilities, and then also see what performance or other issues are affecting that machine. And really, we're using over 10 years of our experience of collecting that data and turning it into actionable, um, into actionable intelligence that can help a system administrator very quickly. What might have taken days down to minutes to be able to diagnose and figure out, you know, what the solution is, and actually be able to do remediation on that machine also as necessary. So. Um, that's included in the rel subscription that's part of our value that we're giving you and so that's not something that any of the other vendors out there have it's real-time data it's 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 got our um, you know engineering experience in this huge data warehouse over millions of machines that's really being able to develop and give you the you know that that AI intelligence view of your environment for those machines that are running in, in that environment. Well, that's what, that, that's what makes it a truly enterprise solution is to be able, you know, that's, that's what people need is the ability to centrally manage, quickly respond. Um, and that's across any platform that's running it. So it's not limited to one, you know, x86 or ARM. It's, it's, if it's running Red Hat, it can be managed and monitored through that. That's exactly right. That's awesome. Switching gears a little bit, you know, the world is catching fire with containers. <laughs> it's yes. uh, it's the fastest growing uh, area of computing, I think, right now. 
And, you know, we have some products that are addressing that. But tell, tell me, what does container-based computing look like in the Red Hat world? Well, we're really, we're, again, we're focused on um, our kind of flagship solution. So back in 2014, Kubernetes was released by Google. And immediately Red Hat jumped on, um, jumped on that on the open source community. And we've been in there and we're usually the number one or number two contributor to that open source community. We, we contribute our time, our talent, our engineering to make that open source project successful. And in turn, we take that and we have what's called Red Hat OpenShift. And that's our container platform. And it's really a complete platform. It, it, and so if you kind of think about we, we often get questions about, well, you know, I can just go out to um, Azure and deploy, um, you know, AKS, right? Or I can EKS from AWS or GKS from Google. Well, the issues with that is, is that you, you, you might have the orchestration there in the containers, but you still need to be able to deploy all the other things that make it into an enterprise solution. So um, everything from the role-based access, the telemetry, the logging, all of the things that go into that platform to make it um, enterprise ready. We have um, enterprise security. Um, we have enterprise, um, the availability with our advanced cluster management and advanced cluster security. So again, using that hybrid vision, you're deploying those workloads anywhere but you're still managing it and you're having a consistent deployment experience with the, um, with the advanced cluster management. So whether you're uh, in a lot of times people forget about, it's really easy to provision things. Well, how do I easily rip it down? Right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the value of containers. So our platform, our platform is really, I think that's the market differentiator out there is it's a complete platform. And so you have a consistent security, deployment experience across all of those different environments that we've talked about. That's great. And that, it sounds like that's something that, again, to, to bring it back to the, to the beam side of the shop, that then those containers that are deployed, if you have stateful data in them, uh, casting K10 is a great solution for um, making sure that those containers are backed up. And another thing that actually gets missed a lot with that is for migration capabilities um, above and beyond what the platforms provide if needed. We've seen that um, some of the success stories with that are around uh, the ability when major versions change, it's sometimes faster to back up and redeploy through the backups as, a, as opposed to, uh, you know, breaking it down and rebuilding it. I've heard of projects that went from months to weeks because of, or weekends, because of uh, the ability to do that restoring into a new version of the containers. Um, so combine yeah. the two together and you've got a you've got a best of breed solution for managing and protecting your that's computer. right yeah it's interesting i was reading this morning an article um and the author was talking about she was talking about how um there's like five flourishing skill sets and five kind of dying skill sets and number one at the top was containers so you just you can't yep. avoid it and so no, it's something that's going to, you're going to be left on the roadside if you're not looking into it and you're in any sort of IT role right now. Yeah. And I, I think 
I think traditional virtualization platforms and Veeam does a great job backing up, you know, all of the hypervisors that are out there, including, you know, the Red Hat virtualization. But where I see the market personally, my, in my opinion, where you see it going to is as enterprises are saying, hey, this monolithic application model doesn't work for us anymore. We can't respond to consumer and business demands quickly. We need to get into containers. Well, the, the great thing is, you know, with the cast in 10, um, it's giving you the ability to kind of match that, that same style of, uh, of business strategic thinking. And it's putting you into, you know, that microservices architecture. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to, <coughs> excuse me, you mentioned that it is kind of the evolution of, you know, the, the original container, I guess, was the VM. Um, but it's amazing how, again, you say that, you know, monolithic apps, but even the VMs themselves, first off, the thing was, okay, you can run it on a smaller machine and it'll be more agile, mobile to move from, you know, you can bounce it from host to host quickly so that you maintain better uptime and availability and resiliency in your environment. Some of the VMs that are running on these hosts are just slightly smaller than the host they're running on anymore. So things need to be split out again. And it seems like the, the container-based solutions are the way to do that and really distribute. We're distributing workload in a way that we've never thought of before at this point. I think, you know, this is a good, you know, for the listeners, they're looking at this and they're going, okay, so how do I get started? What do I need to do? And so th there's kind of two, Cast in 10, I'm sure has some kind of, um, do you have a, an offering that people can look at if they're using something like OpenShift? That so you can use it for free. You can download it and set it up, I think, for up to 10 uh, containers and do backup. So you could set it up. You could set up your, your OpenShift environment and then run Casted in that in the lab as well. Um, and to learn about it, you know, a little more promotion for us. Awesome hands-on lab series out at, uh, on Casten's website, Casten.io. Good. Yeah. So we, that's great that you bring up the, because a lot of these technologies um, for people that aren't used to, you know, containers, we have uh, a variety of ways that you can get up to speed. So, so maybe what you would want to do, first of all, is, is, well, okay, I'm running RHEL. Let's go ahead and use Podman. And another benefit to using Red Hat Enterprise Linux is that we have a whole list of certified images um, that are out there that you can uh, import into your environment. And you can find those, if you go out the catalog.redhat.com, you can find all our certified hardware, the certified software, the certified containers, et cetera. So you can go out and you can browse and see pretty much everything that's out there. So that's one way we have, we have a 60 day um, subscription that allow you entitlement to go deploy it in your favorite uh, workload environment. So if you're running VMware and you want to run it for 60 days, you can go deploy it there. If you want to go run it in your favorite cloud provider, we have, we have um, um, user provision and IPI provisional um, provisioned that you can set up and deploy in less than, um, depending on the um, environment, you can have a fully functional uh, OpenShift environment with three control nodes. Those are replacements to masters. And 
two or three uh, worker nodes in less than an hour and be up and running and, and have a, a fully functional platform. That's awesome. What a nice lab that creates for the individual or for a company to have in their in their uh, arsenal there as they're learning for for learning for demoing, um, you know, show a show a breadth of knowledge, and and really get people the opportunity to to touch these things. So tell me a little bit. How could people that want to enhance their Red Hat skills, and I'm saying this very generally because it depends on which direction they're going. Where what can they do? to get more education materials and uh, get their skills up to speed on the different areas that you so provide? There's kind of three things. That's a great question because I, I came over from, you know, I was traditional hardware and I was cloud. And so Red Hat was relatively new for me in April of 20 when I came over. And so one of the areas that I focused on is we have a, we have free training on what's called Catacoda where you can mm-hmm. go in and you can do micro training. So you don't have to have a large, um, you know, commitment of time. If you've gotten a developer subscription, you'll have full access to our documentation. And in there, you can see the install docs. You can see all of the, um, the different, um, you know, installation docs, etc. So you're going to get access to that. And then if you are, if you are already a customer, um, we have ways for um, the, as, as a senior solution architect, I have the ability for certain customers, I'll go in and I'll set up. We actually have this uh, system called the Red Hat product demo system, and it will deploy a full learning environment. And each student would have access to, they would have access to um, a, a dedicated environment. So in the, in the case of OpenShift, we would have the exercises built out. We'd have everything that you need that you can follow through very easily and get your feet wet and use that and, and not have to worry about a shared environment. Usually, though, you work through one of our account reps or somebody like that so that we can, you know, at least, you know, because we're running those workloads um, on AWS in the background. And um, so we just want to trying your money if they're not in use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we, you know, we have short windows, you know, two days max um, is the typical time frame. And typically if it's somebody's first time, we like to have um, maybe an essay and just, you know, run them through a class and put them through that. So, you know, Hey, if you got five or 10 users from your company and you want to get in there and you want to learn one of our solutions, you know, um, just work through one of your Red Hat VARs or, or partners or whoever, and we'll get it set up and we can work, we can get you um, some good um, hands-on training. That's awesome. And there's nothing better than, like you said earlier about, you know, you have the option for the larger classes, but to do it in small chunks, everybody can come up with a half hour here and there where they can learn something new. And everybody yeah, should, you know, they, just they should. try and learn one new thing a day. And it, that, those are great chunks to do it. I mean, you have different levels of, of people, right? You have these, these guys, they, they, they're going to go out and they're going to do everything on their own. They don't want to be mess. They don't want to talk to a salesperson. They don't want to have anything to do with anybody. They just want to go out and figure it out on their own. And for that, you know, go out and use our, um, go use our 60 day and go deploy it in your, you know, your virtualization environment of your choice or your cloud environment of your choice. 
Um, some people, they, they want to kind of have a guided experience, right? And they want to have a little bit more hands-on. And then there's something in between. So we have something for every skill level um, from advanced to, um, you know, just a beginner starting out. That's awesome. Dan, as we wrap up here today, what's uh, one thing that you have, one late remaining thing that you have that you want people to uh, remember as we as they go out and uh, start looking at Red Hat as an opportunity uh, in the field and, and start to increase their knowledge? Yeah, just know that Red Hat is more than just an operating system. Um, it's really an ecosystem of, that's backed by really a lot of solutions. And they all, all of our solutions that we have out there are built on, on this, you know, you got to have, think about kind of the house analogy, right? If you don't have a good foundation, then everything above that foundation really doesn't matter, right? And Red Hat Enterprise Linux is the foundation for everything that we offer. So for OpenShift, we use our immutable Red Hat Core OS. For our Ansible automation platform, we use RHEL. So it, it just, it, it's, it's just not an operating system company. And we're being used by the, the global Fortune 500 and airline. The airlines use us, the telcos and the banks, 100% on the global um, Fortune 500. So, so you know that, you know, if they trust the solutions that are coming out of Red Hat in terms of what they're doing with that open source solution and how they're using it, that you can depend on it and rely on it to, to help you with your business. That's awesome. And use Veeam products to back up those solutions. Absolutely. Have something that matches to just about everything you have there. They're better together, a great better together story. Absolutely. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been fantastic. All right, Eric, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time and look forward to our next conversation. Me too. Thanks. This has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Thank you for listening.